It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Well, here are some of the helpful nuggets, Angie, that I've kind of come across over the last couple of days kind of walk you through a few different things. I'd never heard of this, the uh, the seven-second rule. And we're not talking about the 10-second rule where you can you know eat something after it's fallen on the ground as long as you pick it up <laughs> within 10 seconds. But the seven-second rule, this is something that uh, Procter & Gamble put out recently that reveals that buyers tend to decide on purchasing an online product. So we're talking about all online products here within three to seven seconds of seeing it. So pretty quick. you got to make an impression really fast if you're trying to sell something online. They estimate that homes, for buying homes online, that it falls into the upper end of that range, but still right around seven seconds. That's how long you have to capture someone's attention on your home. Mm-hmm. Would you kind of you kind of feel like that's the case, Angie? And, and in the age I, of first impressions, how do you help a home stand out online so that it yeah. captures that attention in such a short window? That's so true. You know, I, I've never heard of the so-called seven-second rule, but I agree with it, you know, and you need a potential buyer to just be skimming through pictures and say, wow, you know, mm-hmm. you need to catch their attention. So the number one way to go about that is you need amazing photos, right? So if your real estate agent is not doing professional staging, offering that professional photography, you have an issue because you're losing so many potential buyers because that's the way that buyers do their research this day and age. They go online, they zip through the pictures. If they don't like what they see, they go on to the next home. They are not taking the time to read all the fine print, the remarks. They're just looking through pictures. So you need to make sure that You've staged your home, you know, make sure it's minimalistic, you declutter, you depersonalize, and the pictures, you need to make sure that they are top quality pictures, um, and they just really give that home a wow. So, you know, when you are, you know, trying to catch the eyes of the buyers online, it's all about the pictures. So that's going to capture them. So yeah, I agree with that seven second rule. Yeah, I guess you could probably call it like the three picture rule. I kind of feel like when we were doing our last home search, that's about as you were tearing through homes, it was, you know, I give you about three pictures before I either keep clicking or I click next. That's so true. That's so true. Like in our MLS, um, we're allowed to put up to 30 pictures in there. But, you know, if you do not see what you're, you know, if you do not like what you're seeing in the first three, I highly doubt you're going to go to number, to number 30. 30. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Exactly. You just, I mean, you know, we're, we we all live busy lives. We don't have time for that. There's other homes we want to view. I will say, though, that pictures, you know, four through 30 become really important if pictures one through three are good, though. Because yes. when you do find that home that you like, you want to see as many pictures as you possibly can. Yep. So that's that doesn't mean that the rest of those pictures aren't important. But That's so true. That's so true. And that drives me crazy, too, when agents will only put in like 15 photos. 
It's mm-hmm. like, why don't we maximize, you know, our availability and put in 30 total pictures, yeah. you know? That's your time to really upsell the home and show it off. So take advantage of those 30 slots. I always felt during my home searches like they were hiding something if they were only, you know, 10 or 15 photos. Like, why yeah. didn't you take more photos? Uh-huh. Why Why aren't the guest bedrooms being shown? Why is, I was just going to say, yeah. Why is this why angle is missing of, uh-huh, this, uh-huh. of this room? Because you know? they probably are hiding something. Yeah, <laughs> it probably has something that doesn't look very good on the picture. So they don't want to take a picture of it. Um, That's a great point. You know, just to kind of drive this point home, when we, I think I've told the story before, when uh, our current home that we purchased initially went to the no pile because the first two pictures didn't do the home justice and it just didn't look very good. And so we just kind of, I made that snap judgment, threw it in the no pile. And it wasn't until we combed through the no pile again to see if maybe just in the rush of pouring through, you know, 200 homes in that initial, (laughs) in that initial look. Had maybe we had missed something, and then once we kind of we rediscovered the home and went through more pictures, and then said, "Okay, it's just the pictures that aren't that great." But actually, so there you go, right? You almost yeah. yeah. But a lot of people won't take the time to do that, you know. So, like you just mentioned, you almost missed that opportunity of a great home because Mm -hmm. unfortunately, it wasn't being marketed, you know, the way it should be. And and we only ended up going back through that no pile just because we had kind of exhausted other options and and you know we'd gotten more specific in our search so we were able to kind of re- recomb through to see okay let's let's retool what our wants and needs are and go back through that list now with with this new lens and that was helpful but um but yeah if we hadn't uh, if there had still been more options available we probably wouldn't have come back to that pile so just interesting how that works out so yeah make sure that those first couple of pictures are sharp look good do you have any philosophy personally Angie over do you always show that kind of curb appeal front of the house picture first and then do yeah. you go inside or outside or do you kind of make it a case by case basis you know for the most part it's always the main front exterior photo um, that we feature you know if it's maybe a condo we might focus on you know a beautiful kitchen or you know living room kitchen kind of layout Uh, but for the most part it's you know it's kind of like how would you drive up to the home and then how would you walk through the home that's how we are displaying the photos so you know we first start off with exterior front we then go to the entryway maybe then to the living room kitchen then all the bedrooms and then we probably go out back last Mm -hmm. so we like to um, actually orientate the pictures as if we are walking through the home. I've noticed a lot of your listings do follow that same flow, but that's not everybody. Certainly when you look at a lot of homes in the MLS, you're bouncing all over the place. You're inside, outside, inside, outside, upstairs, downstairs. You know, it's kind of front yard, backyard. Uh, A lot of times it's scattered. That can be, it it definitely changes the experience and how that feels. So pretty interesting discussion. So the seven second rule, you've got seven seconds to make that good impression. So make sure those first couple of pictures are good ones. As suspected, folks are eager right now to buy a home in the wake of the pandemic, or I guess I should say in the midst of the pandemic as we're, you know, things are still going on, of course. More than 50% of buyers right now, Angie, report being more likely to buy a home within the next year, specifically because of the pandemic. And now there are different motivators here, the top two being low mortgage rates. That's driving people to say, hey, this is a good opportunity to buy in general. But because of the pandemic, we've seen that little bit of a, that drop there. Mm-hmm. Um, the bigger significantly, one, actually. And significantly, that's right. Yeah. Um, and the bigger one, even though it was number two in the list of motivators, but this is a big one, is, you know, despite the loss of employment for a lot of folks, because of the stay-at-home orders, a lot of people's budgets, we're finding, 
have really mm-hmm. been significantly reduced. And so folks are finding themselves with some extra cash and have had the ability to save up for a larger down payment because of reduced spending during the pandemic. So kind of an unforeseen benefit here is people yeah. have been able to save up for a down payment. And that's why folks are like, hey, I can I can actually save enough to buy a home now coming out of this whole thing. So that's kind of exciting. Which is crazy, but I, I mean, it's true, right? We're not spending on gas. You know, we're not going out to eat. Mm-hmm. Gym you know, memberships. The, the, yeah, yep. the little things that we, you know, easily throw money kind of down the drain at. I mean, we're saving that now. You know, I I also, though, I think because of the pandemic, people are realizing what they dislike about their current home because that, they've been that's forced. That's number three. That's number three. Oh, is it? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, so they're, you know, stuck in their home. Um, and I would say, you know, they really have realized like, okay, this home is too small. Or you know what? This home does not have any great outdoor space. You know, I feel like I'm actually inside my home at all times. I want a larger outdoor space or whatever it might be. You know, I feel like that's probably the biggest reason why people are like, you know what? I need a new home. Yeah. Um, we're hearing the same thing with a lot of renters is too. You know, renters, for example, that are, you know, required to stay in their unit in their development you know, the facilities of their, you know, property where they lease are not open, the gym, you know, maybe the activity center, Mm -hmm. you know, and so talk about being confined to some small walls, that would force someone to really want to buy. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the reasons why real estate has actually done okay through the pandemic, because folks are, you know, needs are changing, and they're changing pretty rapidly. I'm just glad that I went through this whole process two years ago, because I had the goal of working from home a majority of the time, two years ago. And so that was a major part of our search was to find a place where I could be able to host radio shows and podcasts and be able to work in peace and quiet, you know, separate from the dogs and, you know, just the the noise of things. And so we specifically looked for a place that had like an above the garage separated type area that I could turn into the office. And so Mm -hmm. we were able to find a great spot for that. And I have a feeling a lot more people are going to be going on that journey here in the near future, because a lot of companies are going to be making that transition to a lot more work from home type stuff. But I certainly know a lot of people who are who want to work from home, but maybe they don't have the best setup. And so it gets a little annoying. Um, that That's, that's true. I know in our home, um, my, my husband, he always has an office because he truly works from home, whether it's a pandemic or not. So he needs a designated office. But I was forced to work at the kitchen, kind of bar, yep. bar countertop. And, you know, my daughter would come down ready for lunch. And I'm like, you're being too loud. She's like, mom, I'm in the kitchen. I'm supposed to be eating here. But, you know, I was trying to make it my office space. So it just really wasn't ideal for me as far as working from home. So yeah, it made us realize, you know, what I guess what we can and cannot do in our home space. Here's another interesting one for you, Angie. Uh, 41% of buyers say they're willing to go over their budget for a home. On average, they'll go over by $25,000. Now, for perspective, this study was done by a home builder in Michigan and Missouri. So, you know, relatively small sample size in one part of the country uh, that this data is coming from. But I think it raises some interesting questions. How willing do you think most folks are to go over their budget and by how much here in our local area? And and how often do you see people exceeding their initial financial restraints that they've kind of set out? Sure. Um, that seems like a lot to me. Twenty five thousand. Pretty high. Over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you like know, even I, if you're talking about a, a more expensive home, like I don't know, a four hundred thousand dollar home, that budget is pretty different from jumping up to four twenty five. Let's say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we with it being such a tight market and there being low inventory, we are seeing buyers maybe open up 
you know, that purchase price limit just a little bit. Uh, but 25000 I mean, kind of seems like a lot to me. I mean, the fortunate thing is with interest rates being so low, it's not a huge jump in your mortgage payment. Um, but I still feel like most buyers typically already search at the top of their budget. So then to extend that another $25,000 seems to be a lot for me. So I don't feel like we are seeing that as much in our market. Because again, I feel like most buyers are already capping themselves out. Um, but here and there, we do see that they open up that price point just a little bit to then allow more homes to pop up in their home search. Yeah, I think that's a great uh, it's a great point. Uh, when we bought our first home, that happened to us. We, we couldn't quite find the right home. We bumped up our uh, search by $5,000. And the right home fell, and we just happened to get into the threshold right of the right home. And you know what? In the negotiations, it ended up falling into our budget. So it was kind of uh, kind of funny to see that play out. And this was, you know, certainly several years ago. But uh, it's not a bad strategy to search a little higher with the hopes that you can bring it in. But ooh, twenty five k does sound like a bit of a stretch. Well, and the thing too is, in our market, you know, based on the price point that your or price range you're searching within, you know, if you are stretching that, but you really don't want to be that high. Um, many homes are getting multiple offers anyways. So it's almost better to kind of, you know, go under the your max price point. Huh. So then you have that wiggle room, you know, should you need to go above asking price, you can do it. Especially again, at certain price points, I mean, homes are flying off the market and we're getting multiple offers. And in order to win those offers, you'll probably need to go above the list price. That's a great point. And so uh, just keep that in mind as you're searching for homes. All right, last uh, nugget here for you, Angie. Um, I saw an agent remark this past week, this isn't the time for normal marketing with all that's going on in the world, I suppose. And I'm just curious, how have you adjusted your marketing during the pandemic? And, and have you learned any new skills or strategies that you plan to implement long term? You know, I don't agree with that comment. Hmm. I think when the pandemic first kind of broke out, it was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of people feeling very uneasy, not saying that that hasn't changed, but I would say the majority of people were just there, just on the edge, right? And so the way that maybe we marketed to our clients was a little bit different. You know, we took it more from a relationship-based conversation, you know, more of a check-in. How are you doing? You know, I'm not saying that we're typically not that way or we're a lot pushier, but, you know, more of just having a conversation of checking in and seeing their comfort level before we kind of dove into, you know, hey, I saw in the past you were looking for homes, you know, are you still actively looking? You know, just changing up the conversation was very important, but I, I'm not feeling that sense anymore, at least here locally in our market, in the triangle market, you know, and so we are able to have those same type of conversations of what we had in the past before the pandemic. And then as far as like marketing, if we're talking about marketing to, you know, potential buyers, our listings, so marketing our listings, you know, we haven't changed anything there either. In our area, real estate is essential, showings are allowed throughout. And so there's no need to make sure that we go 100% virtual. You know, again, of course, always pictures are important to us. Doing walkthroughs has always been important to us. So we're doing the same things that we've always done. You know, I would say the only thing that we've tweaked a little bit would be our listing presentations. Um, we are finding that a lot of sellers are happy and excited just to do a virtual listing presentation and do a walkthrough later down the road. You know, it's I think it's more of a time sensitive 
uh, reason, you know, just, hey, like, let's hop on a Zoom call really fast instead of scheduling an hour and a half for you to come out and meet with me at my home. So I, I don't think that it's really from a health standpoint anymore. It's more of convenience. Um, but we're just rocking and rolling with whatever's convenient for our clients. That's really interesting. Uh, love the pushback on that concept of uh, now is you know not the time for normal marketing. Um, it, sometimes it's important not to have knee jerk reactions to thing. It's it's a fine balance between knee jerk reacting to something and truly saying, all right, does this really merit a quick course change in how we do things? And so it sounds mm-hmm. like in in some regards you're saying, well, I don't know if it's if it's quite the time to just you know completely blow up the model. You know, sometimes we might need to make small or minor changes and adjustments and fine-tune to the times, but let's not overreact to certain things. So it's interesting to hear that perspective for sure. Yeah, and we, you know, we also need to build the confidence in the client too. You know, by us as agents freaking out, what is that going to do for your client, right? Yeah. You know, we need to continue to, of course, stay positive, you know, allow them to have an amazing experience because our reactions to things really can then, you know, make them feel differently about this whole process. And, you know, we could almost be hurting our clients, you know, if we're doing that. It's a great point. Well, we talked a lot about buying on today's show. And if you do have questions about buying or selling a home, you can reach out to Angie Cole at 919-538-6477. Call or text to get in touch. Angie and her team serve you all throughout the triangle and beyond. 919-538-6477 is your number. We did talk a lot about buying Angie over the last couple of minutes. But if someone's thinking about selling their home in the near future, let's talk about that for a moment. What those steps of the process look like and what's the best way for somebody to get that going. Yeah, most definitely. You know, we tend to find that whenever someone is thinking about selling, the number one thing they want to review are the comparables. They want to understand what their home is worth. So we would love to go ahead and help you with that information now, even before we start that conversation. So if you are thinking about selling your home and you want to get an idea of what your home is worth in today's market, you can text the word listing to the phone number 555-888 and we will send you back a text with a link Make sure that you click that link and you input your address. We, of course, we need your address to give you an idea of what your home is worth. So once again, if you're thinking about selling your home and you want to get an idea of what your home is worth in today's market, just text the word listing to the phone number 555-888. Again, all you have to do is text the word listing to the number 555-888. And Angie will be able to text you right back with a link that you click on, put in your home info, and find out that potential value. Just text the word listing to the number 555-888. Great way to start the home selling process. Just text the word listing to the number 555-888. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into The Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.